interesting like I get the fortunate opportunity to kind of watch you grow on a much closer level than a lot of people and it's been interesting for me seeing like how you've grown as a leader through your own personal development of like your inner growth of like better understanding yourself better understanding of the things that drive different types of people understanding just through your experiences growing up where you did like having a lot of exposure to different types of people and the things that motivate them how they move in the world really gave you like this keen skill to like really work well with a bunch of people that are different from you and for me like watching your growth as a leader I really wanted to bring you back on the podcast to talk about this concept of leadership because I feel like a lot of the time people at our age we even though like when you're like in high school and stuff they're always talking about like cultivating leadership like how to be a good leader like giving you multiple opportunities to practice leadership when you go into like industry it's as if like people forget that you have been cultivating all of that your entire life and it's kind of like you're young you can't be a leader or like what would you know um you don't have experience you're naive you're young like you don't really know how it is to be a good leader but i feel like you despite that like really demonstrate to me at least like values of like really being a good leader is someone that like helps people grow and like breaks limiting beliefs and like shows people really what they're capable of and so i wanted to bring you here really just to share your thoughts on leadership and like what it means to you to be a leader and like how do you sort of just look at how you've cultivated you know this mindset that allows you to really find what is unique about a person and then show them like their power well, exactly like you said right what what is unique about a person and and help navigate them to find what their powers may be a, a lot of people are just trying to figure out life just as any of us are right we all have questions that we're trying to get answered we're all trying to move to the the next step whether that be buy a house whether that be get a car whether that be no matter what that is for you right we're trying to figure it out so we can understand each other's struggles or we can we can use our egos to try to one up another right it's about gaining understanding of of human characteristics and what people want to do what makes them tick and and then from there you can build relationships right and you can create win-win relationships shout out to how to win friends and influence people right um you build those relationships and then you you build those bonds and then you're able to push people otherwise you wouldn't be able to push people because then you're just who, who are you right with no relationship just a title uh i think you know hierarchies and, and titles and you know having a management title that that's okay but did you did you earn that right did you earn that respect and the trust from the people that will allow you to actually you know make things happen and get people involved in the changes that you need to in like the corporate structure right how do you get people to, to buy into a mission and that's by standing beside them and explaining the why, right? Working beside them and understanding their pain points and their struggles and helping them achieve points that, you know, that makes their job easier, that helps them grow. And then you create that win-win relationship because then they're willing to help you move and grow as well. And you create teams that they're capable of anything because you have that balance and you have open communication with people where, is like, hey, I'm too tired, right? Or I, I need you to push harder. And, and you can have those conversations with people and it, it doesn't become, you know, a defense mechanism that goes up. It's like, okay, I understand that you genuinely want the best for me. 
I want the best for you. And let's figure out how we can work through this to to get to the, the ultimate goal. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's interesting that you said like making it a win-win relationship because I feel like that's what any job should be. Like you're there to learn, to gain skills. You're you're spending your time like, yeah, you're getting monetary compensation, but really like you would hope that you're gaining something more than that, you know, more something that's actually helping you push towards some goal or like accomplishment that you want to have in your own life. You know what I mean? Even if it's like, I want to, I want to, you know, build social relationships. You can do that through a job. You know what I mean? Or if it's like, I want to, you know, be able to be at a certain level because I want to attain skills in this area because I'm really passionate about it. That's fantastic. But a lot of the time it's like people think like, oh, I go to a job. These are my clear expectations. I just have to do that. And that's it. You know what I mean? And like there is nothing more to be gained. Like you pay them. They should be happy. That's what the relationship is. Like you you came here. You know what this is about. But for me, it's like work should be a very fulfilling experience. It should be something that like we're cultivating. Right. Like to me, like this is a sense of community. I'm choosing to spend my time here with these people to accomplish a goal right there should be things that we obviously share in the enjoyment of that process otherwise it's kind of just like you're accomplishing a task but you're doing it alone you're never really like connecting with people like time is just going by yeah you may be advancing titles but like what have you really gained other than like some superficial title that you can use to flex on people but like really at the end of the day you know it doesn't have any weight because you don't even know anybody around you you don't really know like what this is all a part of you were just doing the task focused on the task without seeing the bigger picture and i think a lot of the time people get lost in that or like they're like oh you know maybe i did want to push for this new idea push for this thing but they're like you know my my management doesn't really cater to that. They're not really looking for go-getters. But like at the entire time, like industry and corporate America is saying like, yeah, we want the best and the brightest. We want the people that push. But the people that usually push get silenced or they get demotivated, you know, without the right leadership. And I'm curious for you, like going into, you know, a role of a leader, like how did you really go about cultivating the space to figure out for yourself what you needed to be a great leader? You know, because a lot of the time, like they say like, oh, get a mentor, but it's not always that easy. You know, not all environments have the right type of mentorship that you might need. And so sometimes like you have to figure it out on your own and like that can be difficult. And I'm curious like how you sort of dealt with that so that you could grow to be the leader that you are and really help create those win-win situations when maybe like that isn't always the case you know or you don't always have opportunities to have that so so i would say it starts with being proactive right how do you become a good leader you have to be clear of one what is your mission and so uh for, for me right it would be really to influence people and influence the world but I understand that I have influence to help people grow and obtain a, a better perspective or, you know, see better versions of themselves. Right. And so through this journey, I'll figure out where that's going to take me. And so I, I continue to gain insight on how to motivate people and how to how to cater to them in the best life. Second, I have to understand what's expected for me from from my bosses. Right. What do I have to fulfill for them? And then. How do I become the best leader? I think is really taking feedback, 
taking feedback from both parties and that's going to be from the people that work under me what do you need right is there anything that i'm missing as a leader do you do you feel you know that you need more more of x y or z right do you need more development in the career path do you want to go somewhere else what what do you really need and then make that connection with those people and then fulfill your tasks from from your boss right and the next people up and once you fulfill that and make both parties happy and then you can you can do whatever you want right like nobody's holding your hand like it's hard to have a mentor yes because people are all fulfilling their own agenda but at the same time nobody's watching you saying that you you can't do this or you can't do that right so you find out what people are passionate about and then you you help them fulfill missions that you're passionate about because you have the influence or you have the title to you know to push something right you use that to to push agendas that everybody is influenced in right no matter what that may be and so i think that's what being a good leader is is understanding what your mission is what your agenda is taking feedback and growing forever right it's a never-ending thing because there's not one set definition it's going to vary based on the situation you're in the people that you have and what is your goal? Your goal is going to change. Your your motives are going to change based on the company, the people, and you know, etc. Another thing you mentioned was like building trust, and that like I feel like for me, that's like really the ground plane of like any solid relationship, whether it be work or friendship or like partnership, is like a basis of trust. Like if you don't trust that your leadership or your manager is gonna like hear you and actually like hear you and not just like you know listen but isn't actively listening and like actually interested in your growth then that like cultivation of trust is broken and you never really like have a basis of even starting to build a good relationship because everything is already operating from this place of like well i know you don't really care so like i'm not really gonna open up which means you're not really going to be able to help me with the things that I want, which means I'm always going to be suffering because I'm always going to be like, well, why isn't this person the person I want them to be? But I'm not actively telling them what my needs are, you know, and it's kind of like creates this loop of like suffering until, well, then you quit or you like go to another role or you're, you know, you're out of there and it's whatever. It's a thing of the past, but that cycle continues, you know, in future situations. But I'm curious like how you go about building trust with your team especially when like people are always moving you're getting new people you're losing people um people are of different age groups they have different backgrounds and you know you may not have maybe had the you know the experiences of meeting all different types of people from different cultures and like having to overcome like ignorance about different you know just communities to really make it like an open and trusting and inclusive environment you know how yeah how how did you manage that so you mentioned one thing right fast-paced environment and and i think that's interesting because everything we do nowadays is fast-paced like we've been watching mountain men and watching people you know walk through the woods and find their own food and take days or even weeks to find food and yet we have everything at our at our fingertips and when we work at you know these big companies that we're we're providing to that right so it's going to be fast paced because we're providing for everybody you know to to get the technology or the food or or whatever it may be uh to get the next best thing and so we're in that fast paced environment where human connection can be lost because you're you're worried about the next meal you know for your family you're worried about getting out of work to do this you're worried about you know everything in work and we all have that going on right but 
it, it comes down to understanding that we're all busy and that we all have things going on in our life and that, you know, we may be having a bad day at work or that we can slow down at work to get to know each other, to crack jokes, right? To be human, to listen to music, to share ideas. Those things are important, right? It's important to slow down. Like, and what I do, it's just, it's moving boxes, but it's fast. It's fast paced every single day. And so what do you do is you, you say, you know, what is your name? Can I get to know you, right? How many kids do you have? Things like that. And over time, you build those relationships that are otherwise, you know, you never have. You never cultivate that. And people like coming to work when you can come and listen to music, when you can come in, just be you, right? You can be passionate about what you want to do. You can voice your opinion. You feel heard. It becomes a different environment. And like you mentioned, you know, like we watch Mountain Men a lot and it shows you sort of the benefits of... um being self-sustaining how i know like you know nature is something we share in common um but how did you use sort of like your love for the outdoors as a way of sort of bringing your team together because you were saying you know in a fast-paced environment it can sometimes be harder to have those human to human moments when you have a deadline like like amazon is known to be excellent at shipping packages on time on schedule you know but not most of the time customers are not really seeing all the work that goes on in the background, all the stress that people like you have to endure to ensure that that happens, you know, because the last thing they want is a customer not having a great experience. That hurts the brand, that hurts the revenue, you know, it, it's no bueno for big corporate. Um, how then, you know, paralleling that to like going on hikes, you know, in nature, which is a much more like slow paced, really gives you you have like all of this time to sort of talk to people without you know thinking about goals and deadlines and how many containers do we need to pack and like things like that how how has that helped you you know kind of stand out even in like your leadership style you know to use sort of nature as a way of bonding and like challenging people to overcome even their own limiting beliefs and really sharing these like incredible experiences that I feel like living in Washington is something that can easily be taken for granted, you know? Well, exactly. Um, living in Washington, the nature scene is beautiful, right? There's there's lakes and mountains and the ocean and fishing and all kinds of beautiful scenery. And there's people that live here that may have never seen that, right? They've been here their whole life and they've, they've just stayed in the city. And... Nature has had a big impact on me and my life and, and what I've done and what influences me. So I want to share that with people just generally with who I am in character, right? Like all of my friends know I love to go hiking. I love to go camping. I love to be outside. And so that's just me showing my team who I really am. But through that, you're able to, again, cultivate those those relationships and and really see what people are about. And then, you know, hiking is a skill-based thing, right? Like you, your first hike, you don't want to go do the greatest, biggest hike. You're going to be exhausted. It's going to be hard. But some people, they're ready to go for the gold, right? They'll just, they'll go and they'll show you like, yo, I don't care. I'll, I'll go and do whatever it takes, you know? And some people will build up to it. And it's just really interesting to see that. And, you know, you have a team and you're outside and you know, people are pushing past their limits in, in many different ways. Maybe mentally they got stuff going on at home, you know, and being outdoors is like, ooh, that's a nice breath of air. You know, this is this is nice out today. And you don't know how much of an impact that could have on somebody, let alone just the, you know, the fitness of it, the, the going out and bonding with the team. What does that do for when you go back to work, right? 
now you oh you didn't know that this person had kids or you didn't really know that they struggle with this maybe they come to work late because you know they're dealing with family problems or i don't know you you didn't know that before though and and now you know and so that may impact the relationship that you have when you go back to work you know when they when they come in and they're having a bad day you may think twice or you know just little things like that and it and it goes it goes a long way to know people on a more personal level you're more willing to to go to bat for them and help them out and you know it's like i got your back you got mine kind of thing and Yes, that that is cultivated through through hiking, but all kinds of different experiences that you may have, right? Whether you go bowling or you want to go with the girls to to go to the spa, right? Like if you're a leader, you want to figure out what people like to do, like share you. They can share what they like to do. And it's important to just make those connections and build and grow. And I think you can create teams by just being genuine and human and, you know, taking little time to slow down like that. And you can be capable of crazy things. Now for a message from our sponsors. Thank you for supporting this podcast. If you are enjoying this episode, share it with a friend and leave us a review. It 100% helps us grow this podcast and get our message out there to help and inspire others. Have thoughts or opinions you want to share? Join the conversation on Anchor or on Spotify. I love to hear from you all, and I can't thank you enough for your support. With that, let's get back to the good stuff. Yeah, the thing that matters most is the human part of it. Like, I think, like, in business, a lot of the time we get focused on financial success and like pleasing maybe shareholders or like whomever boards um but really it's like it's the human like it's the it's the day-to-day experience of people going to work you know like spending this time in this space to achieve a goal like there's something i don't know interesting about that you know because you know i talk to you a lot about like this idea of like patterns in like human communities and like one of them is this idea of a tribe right like like we all have like this evolutionary part of us that like wants to be a part of a tribe you know what i mean like a strong group of people that really have like this emphasis of like having each other's back and they're really being this like safe trust and like loyalty and like how it's like a part of our souls that like desperately want that i wonder sometimes if our our, you know, the formation of work was really sort of, like, one skew of, like, our desire to be in a tribe, and, like, for me, like, you know, it's interesting, like, how corporations, they a lot of time talk about, like, turnover, you know, just people that come in, people that go out, and it's kind of just, like, a pipeline, you know, one leaves, we got another to replace it, it is what it is, we go with the times, we grow, we contract, you know, never really thinking about the people that are going with this change. And to me, like, that is the thing that matters most. Like, any, any, I read this thing that was like, the it's about the people that make the place. You know what I mean? Like, places aren't what they are just by themselves. You know, it's the people that make that. And for me, like, leaders are people that help cultivate spaces, you know, for growth and like for connection. But a lot of the time, like, it's like as if business forgot that it was serving people. 
you know what I mean? And it became like, oh, only about money. But the money doesn't mean anything without the people, right? Like the only reason people care about money is so that they can show off to other people. You know what I mean? And it's like without that aspect of community, without the interface of our experiences through another's and like the fact that we can see our struggles in another person. And because we've gone through it, we have this awareness of our own internal growth that we know to some degree what can help nudge them up towards the path of greater sanity towards greater mindfulness towards greater inner peace which allows them to grow and blossom and see like their true nature there's something like so incredibly important about that to me and i don't know like seeing you be a great leader and just hearing the stories of transformation of your team and the things that you guys are able to achieve over there there's even like in goals of like as something as trivial as like oh, you're just moving boxes, but it's like, it's not moving boxes, you know, in those boxes are like, it's medication, it's, it's tools to help, you know, students in their, you know, in their next grade, it's like your grandma's gift, it's like that piece of thing for your dog so that it's happy, you know, like there's all of these things that you're of service, you're bringing things of service to people, you know, and it's like, we do that forgetting that the people that are doing that matter too, the people that are facilitating that experience of you having that package on your door so you can be like, oh my God, thank you. They matter too. And like, we forget that. And for me, like, I don't know, it is like the most important part of any business. It's the people, you know, like if they're not having the best experience, you're going to see that, you know, as much as like marketing can try to cover all of it, you see the cracks, you know what I mean? Because it's the people, they have to enjoy what they do. They have to, otherwise, like, I don't know. It's like, what's the point? Um, but, you know, kind of shifting gears towards your the love of nature and like how nature has really been this great facilitator this season. You know, I feel like we've had like a much longer summer because of climate change, unfortunately. And with that brings the good and the bad. Because one, it's warmer for longer, which is nice because when now that it's cold, I'm kind of like FML. Um, but at the same time, it's like, the the beauty of the environment here and just like watching the cycles as the you know seasons change is such a beautiful thing to be able to experience because each season here has like the things that it brings that if you don't have the awareness of it you would easily miss you know things about like what is in season whether it be the animals that are migrating at different times of the year you know the types of different edibles that grow throughout the year like there's so much that happens here um because of all the microclimates and i'm curious like how especially this season has your like hiking and outdoors um experiences been because you really be out there like every weekend whenever you get the chance and i'm curious like what has been like your favorite hikes you know like where have you really gotten a lot of joy just kind of stumbling upon or even like did, did you even overcome any like physical challenges that you're kind of like i can't believe i i even did that all right so I'll, I'll save the the physical challenge for last the like the big physical challenge but um hiking i i did a few hikes this year that that really set the cadence that um got me got me ready or i guess got me motivated to to do more and one of those was Mailbox Peak. I mean, this hike was like, I don't know, five five miles or so straight up. Don't I don't know. It might be five miles. I feel like I should look it up. Okay. So All Trail says it was 7.7 miles round trip. Regardless, it was a very hard hike going up. It was super steep, even at some points. I mean, you had to, like, grab trees to go up. 
my legs were cooked after that. Um, but it was fun. It was a nice view up there. And another one I did was Annette Lake. But when we went, it was in the snow. Um, a lot of snow, I guess, in the past couple of weeks. There had been, like, avalanche slides that came through on the trail. But, you know, it was old and the snow was packed down. People had been through there in the last couple of days, but not many. Uh, we decided to go anyway. It was, I mean, it was a lot of snow. It was kind of crazy when you look down because it was, like, 100 feet, 200 feet drop. Probably should have had the spikes for, you know, the boots, but we were just out there. And we made it to the lake. You know, it was a nice view or whatever. And when we were coming back, there was actually, um, we, we missed the trail. We, we didn't take the right trail back. And so we had to come uphill on, like, one of those little avalanche slides, and it was just crazy. It was, it was a little slippery, and we f made our way back. But that just made me think, like, wow, what if I would have got stuck in the woods tonight, you know? Uh, what, what would I have done, you know? Did I have the right gear? And at that point, I had a tent because I was practicing for any backpacking hikes that I may do. And so I was like, well, we probably could have just sat in there until the next day or whatever. But that just makes you think, right? Like, what, what kind of gear are you going to pack next time? What are you going to, you know, get ready, like? We got the life straw bottle, you know, now hopefully we don't run out. But one time I was like, oh, I'll, if I run out, I'll just put snow in there. I didn't realize how long it takes snow to melt when it's cold outside, right? Like, and, and it melts down to, like, very little water. So just thinking about things you're going to be prepared for next time. And so I did a net lake and then a bunch of hikes, like, you know, far and few in between. There was one uh, snow lake was another uh, hike that had a lot of snow. We descended. There was no foot tracks here. Uh, we descended probably, I don't know, five, six hundred feet and went down by the lake and came back up. And it was we couldn't make it all the way to the other side. We took a couple hours looking to see if we could get over and we just ended up coming back. And that's another thing, gauging how much you can do and making smart decisions out there. Because if you are in a lot of snow or, you know, in a tough situation, you don't want to use all your energy. You want to be careful. And that, that takes me uh, when we did the enchantments. Right. You came with me on that one. Um, we had like battery packs. We did it in a day. It's supposed to be a couple day hike. And we had, you know, the trail map on all trails and all of that. And that was helping us navigate because it was dark outside. And, you know, sometimes you need that for the trail. And on the last couple miles, our phones were about to die. There was only 10% left on my phone. And so we luckily we made it back, but that just makes you think again, what are, what are you going to bring on a hike? And when you talk about physically challenging, when we did the enchantments in one day, you could come out to like 22 miles or something. And oh my goodness. I mean, we tried to drive home. We had to pull over and sleep on the side of the road because my body was like, nope, you're done. You use everything you had, no more calories, go to sleep. And, uh, but that was a good experience, right? And at that moment, I kind of hated my life. But the next day, looking back, it was like, wow, that was a great experience. So, yeah, uh, those are some of the hikes that I've done. I mean, the enchantments is gorgeous. It's totally, like, it was worth the misery, hands down. Like, no regrets. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, some of those other trails that you be doing, low-key, be hella sus. And I'm very grateful I was not on them because I probably wouldn't have done the enchantments. I mean, Asgard alone, 
low-key made me really hate hiking like i i sound very kumbaya y'all like i love in the trees loving plants nature's great but i'm telling you coming down asgard at like one in the morning well not even because it started when the sun was setting yeah i hated nature in that very stint of life i really did i was just like why do people do this like this is stupid like oh my god i hated it all what was asgard 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 is literally a 7,000 feet in elevation rock cliff that looks like something out of the Game of Thrones. And for whatever reason, some dumb human was like, you know what? I'm going to climb up that because I bet you there's some cute on the other side. And they did it. And you're right. It was very cute on the other side. She looking hella fine. I was like, damn, nature. Who would have thought you would this fine without man intervention? Oh my God, were you always this cute and we screwed you up? Oh, we some ratchet rats. I feel you. Oof. But nah, the Alpine like wilderness is probably some of the most beautiful, like just sacred spaces on the planet. And I mean, I wish we could have camped there because it was just absolutely stunning like some of the most freshest like streams of water you're ever gonna see you know with like the minerals and just like oh my gosh like can you imagine catching trout or salmon up in these like like protected regions where like the you know populations are have been there for freaking forever and like oh my gosh like this is why i'm very like into the fact that we are pushing towards this life of like self-sustaining really being able to understand the land understand nature especially the timings of the environment especially because like this year you know the season was late as a result we had a lot more wildfires which really did impact the ecosystem um and a lot of the land here especially the trees are like old growth forests forests that have been here forever and like to see that these forests are at risk of wildfires just because they're so dense in biodiversity you know all the just like it's such a beautiful ecosystem here with like the moss covered trees it's like a freaking magical i totally understand why bigfoot lives here um it's just like absolutely amazing but then to see like how just even the season being late like the summer lasting so late impacts the ecosystem and like just changes the way that we can even experience the land because like the air quality got so bad because of all the smoke that like literally it was not ideal going outside like you would have to wear masks because like people that you know are sensitive would really experience breathing you know issues um it just really puts things into perspective especially a place that's such full of progress such full of like people that are really pushing for sustainability through clean energy you know through recycling just to see like what happens you know when we don't take care of the environment yeah, you know, the, the wildfires are, are really crazy. It's something that, you know, you might hear about being, I grew up on the, you know, in Michigan, so in the Midwest, so I don't really hear about, you know, the wildfires that are going on on the other side. And if you do, you know, you don't really think of how that could really impact the people that are there. And moving out here has really showed me that, you know, it's crazy. You know, you love to go hiking. Well, today you ain't going to see nothing there. And you might not be able to breathe because there's smoke everywhere. Um, And, you know, you look on the weather and it says, the smoke index and all of that, and you're like, wow, how is this going to impact me? Even going to the grocery store, you see older people, you know, wearing their mask, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is impacting me. And, you know, it's crazy, crazy to think about. And so make sure you put your fires out, kids. Protect the environment. Make sure we're, we're doing our part.
I feel you. I feel you. I guess I'm curious, like, what sort of propelled you? Because, like, in that type of situation with wildfires and stuff, like, are you prepared, right? You know, like, if, if things, you know, with COVID and everything, I think especially put into a lot of people this idea of, like, being self-sustaining, you know? Like, do you really have what it takes to be able to feed yourself or sustain your way of life, um, your, you know, energy usage, your material consumption? Could you sustain that? Um, if you were to not be so closely connected to a civilization, you know, like a big city. Um, and for us, you know, as people that really just care about having a very balanced relationship with the environment through just like self-cultivation and really being able to meet your own needs. I'm curious, like what sort of influenced you into having this way of life? Because I know like for me, it's really like my family has always, they've been farmers, you know, in previous generations and like they've been cultivators um, of like natural resources. And for me, like I love this sort of idea of going back to your roots and like really going to like our tradition of culture. But for you, like being a Michigander, um, hunting and cultivation is very much a way of like the American lifestyle too that I feel like isn't really highlighted too much unless you watch yeah the history channel you know like they they've been holding it down but like you don't really see it anywhere else like this idea of like a very traditional American um, that really is living off of the land and can sustain themselves I mean you act like my my family's a bunch of mountain men that just be I mean, it's not that crazy, right? Like they, they hunt. I didn't say mountain men, but they they hunting. Yeah, they hunt, but it's not like they they're doing that to sustain everything that they do, right? I know this year we really focused on trying to build out our garden. Unfortunately, we had some struggles during the season. I now understand why farmers hate pests and aphids specifically. Um, but yeah, like we've really been trying to like learn more about the different seasons, like within even just like our local area of, you know, the Pacific Northwest, like what are the different microclimates, whether the different, you know, resources that grow there, whether they be edible or like utilitarian resources, you know, like wood, things like that. Um, as well as like even understanding like the local, you know, migration population of like right now, you know, this is kind of the time um, where salmon, you know, is migrating back throughout the lakes and becomes like a resource that the local community taps into to feed their families, you know, and such. Kind of like I'm curious where in your sort of, you know, upbringing did this relationship of like wanting to be more connected to the land and sort of like cultivating a lifestyle where you really understand nature and what you can get from it um where that sort of started yeah i mean as a kid we used to take trips and like you know travel up north where the into the woods and uh go camping by the lake and go fishing you know and then you cook the fish up right there and you know that that feeling is nice you know and and it, it you got food right there and learning those skills at a young age and it takes out the well, what if I was ever stranded, right? What if something ever did happen on a hike, you know? It, it allows you to think about that and learn those skills. And it's just taking those those experiences again with family too, you know? And th those are important to the relationships you have with family. And so um, some of my family, you know, like my, my dad has went hunting. We, we went before to go, you know, hunt for deer, but we didn't get any. Um, and then even other family members, they go sometimes every year, sometimes they go, you know, here and there, but it, it's interesting to see how that process is, you know, butchering the animal and eating it and how you store it. And so I think, uh, you know, I would move out into the woods and be self-sustaining, but, um, the 
just living off of the land that would be tough right think about how many how many vegetables how much you would store but learning how to do that learning how to just grow our own things and and be sustainable that that's an amazing process just being in touch with the land like that that's important and so I continue to just learn more things, go out and explore where we are, right? What kind of fruits or vegetables grow here? How do we look for them? Where do we look for them, right? What grows? And even like in our garden, like right now we got our blueberry tree outside. It's going to take, what, five years? We got one blueberry this year. Maybe we'll get two next year, three the year after. But we're waiting for more than five blueberries, right? And then it takes time for it. But learning that and learning that we can keep it outside and let it grow and stuff and just working with what we have, right? We, we're growing plants on our apartment balcony right now. Just learning because why Why wait? Why wait until we have a, you know, house with a garden? Like, we're going to get there and it's just part of the journey, you know, seeing what, what other people do and, and how they do it, you know, to to be part of that journey. And that that's even watching Mountain Men, right? We'll bring that back up. Like, it's, a, it's cool seeing how people want to express themselves or spend their time and like when I go on a hike, I'm I'm in tune with nature. I'm I feel like I'm at peace. That gives me energy. And so for a lot of these people, they're just getting energy from the things that they they love to do. You know, go outside and be out in the mountains. And then yeah, they they go hunting. But it's just about that experience, and it's it's very fruitful on many levels for people. Yeah, I do think it's balanced because yeah, it's crazy to really see some of these guys like be like, I'm hunting for my winter meat because if I don't hunt this moose. We ain't eating all winter, you know? Like, that's a different type of struggle than, like, you know what? I'm going to just go to the store, grab me a steak, we're going to whip it up on the grill. You know, it's a very different situation. And, you know, sometimes I feel like watching those types of lifestyles really puts into question for you, like, where on that spectrum do you want to be? You know, like, do you want to be super dependent on a system, live in civilization, have a community, um, whatever form that may be, whether it stays in this capitalist form or it transforms into something else uh, versus like really being completely self-sustaining, having a homestead in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. You know what I mean? We're like it shit winter, like the majority of the year. But like it's cool because you could trap a ton of stuff, you know, like it's a different type of lifestyle. Or do you want to be somewhere in the middle where it's like you can go to community you can you know go towards a civilization for certain things that might be useful um or you can really like focus on like cultivating building resources and capital within your own community in your own environment making your community greener you know making your own home like self-sustaining and even just like being able to better preserve foods that you eat so, like there's less waste you know what i mean or like being able to compost the aspects of your waste that can be broken down and then be returned to the soil you know increasing the organic content of our soil all of these things that we can do within our own sort of circle of control um all adds towards you know enriching the earth as well and so it's like where do you want to be on that spectrum um but i think like for me what brings me really into this discussion is this idea of like living in tune with nature right like we're a part of nature like i think mother nature does a fantastic job of cleaning up her own messes but we as humans don't you know we're very dirty um and we love to make things but we're not good at yeah cleaning up after ourselves and i think that's like the the part of the equation that we still need to dial in as a civilization it's like how do we live in balance where like we can create we're creators i mean come on right like we're here to create that's great we're here to lead we're here to you know try new things experience new things experience this spectrum of like having this interesting physiology um but really like it's to ensure that this is 
sustainable we can do this forever we can have fun we can play forever but in order to do that we have to take some responsibility over our actions you know responsibility over our choices um and the things that we want to do in the world and making sure that we are holding ourselves accountable because we are nature nature is a reflection of who we are and for me it's like if we're not taking care of the environment that just goes to show you how poorly we take care of ourselves because like taking care of the earth to me is an act of loving kindness not just to us but to our community to our legacy you know to just like all forms of consciousness that like we care we love like this is a safe space for all of us you know and like in order to do that we need to cultivate that loving kindness within ourselves and so at least that's my sort of perception on like why it's so important to build this relationship with nature and like realize like our role within it as facilitators stewards of nature as i like to say but um yeah i i really admire sort of like your initiative of just being able to just go out and explore the land um without being as prepared as you probably should just going out there and seeing what's out there like now you're fishing for salmon and trying that out you know and you know it's your first season but like you really just go out there and you give it your best shot same with snowboarding you kind of just go out there play really even if you fall a million times like you learn so much and yeah i guess like how is how you've been enjoying salmon season like what have you learned so far about at least just like fishing here well Salmon fishing was harder than I thought it would be. People will talk about salmon. You see a bunch of them in the river, uh, just get one. Well, it hasn't been that easy, right? But I'm learning, and, I, and I'm respecting the journey. It, it's interesting to go and, like, meet people, right? You go to one river, and they're, oh, they're, the fish are here, the fish are here, and you learn the stories and, you know, the, the stuff about the, the tribes that are in the area, right? Like, what, what their traditions are, what, what they used to do, like... One guy was telling me that uh, the, one of the tribes, they used to take the, some of the salmon, they, they turned red the longer they'd been in the river, and they would use those salmon to smoke them. They're real good smoked, right? And, like, just hearing those things, like, that's like music to my ears. Where else are you going to get that knowledge or gain that understanding? And then even just being in nature and, and seeing the cycle of the fish, right, and seeing the people that come out there and that are involved and bringing their kids, and people are really involved in it, and, you know, some people that may be how they how they feed their family. Every year they go out and they they catch salmon. Some people it's more of a sport, but just going and and seeing people happy doing what they want to do. And then for me, just being around the water, right? It gives me energy and and being in the sunlight or even sometimes rain. Just being in those elements and being around the fish. Shoot, I almost caught one. I got so so excited. I was yelling in the woods, right? And then I swam off. I think I scared it off the hook, but. I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna get it back. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just it's just fun. It's fun to learn about it. It's it's fun to continue to gain more knowledge about the areas in the state. And it's been a fun experience thus far, and I'm excited for next year because then I'll be more prepared. I know when the season starts, I'll have time to prepare, get the right materials and stuff. But that's how you learn. Just jump right in. A cool thing that I heard you mention was like these spaces or these activities give you energy, and like I think that's such a a great transition point because like i have been thinking a lot about lately like what are the things that give me energy you know because i think for a long time like i was really focused on giving my energy you know giving it towards school you know grinding really hard giving it to work you know giving away your energy trying to be you know all of these things um but then you feel so depleted and you don't even realize it because you're like pushing 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 you're like give 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 um but then when you realize like, oh crap, like I need to receive 
like this that's that's like i need that balance there needs to be giving and receiving and it's interesting because that's one of the mudras um of like yoga um is like this giving and receiving and being able to like have this flow so that you can sustain yourself um an important part of that was finding you know what gave me energy you know what are the things that i enjoy doing just for the sake of doing them not because i needed to prove anything but because i you know needed it to sustain myself so how did you go about figuring out what you needed to give you energy you know r- real quick i want to i want to tie back to something you just said right you, you said that you you need to figure out what gives you energy right and how do you sustain that energy and then earlier we were talking about, you know, how, how we use nature to, to motivate people, right? And how to get them to, to be influenced. But sometimes they don't have those experiences or those opportunities. And so I think it was interesting that you said that because it ties back to our conversation. And that's why I want to give people as many experiences that I have that give me energy. I want to give them that experience as well because maybe they're not, they haven't seen it, right? They haven't experienced it yet. And so... If I can do that for one person, then then I've made an impact on somebody. So what gives me energy is is being outside and, and going out and exploring. And how do you find that out? It's not like, oh, I just wake up one day and, oh, yeah, it's it's outside, right? It's about you, you have to have those bad days. You have to understand, right, like when you're at your low points and when you're at your high points and what, reflect on that, right? Why did I feel this way? Why Why did I feel great on this day, right? And how do I maintain that? How do I find those those points in, in my life where where I know that, okay, I'm going down that path. I'm going down that cycle that I felt before, right, where I was in a bad mood swing, where I knew I just I, I didn't want to eat right that week or that month, right, because it was Christmas time. Like, how do you identify those things and then and then balance it out? Well, if I go hiking because I love to do that, that gives me energy, right? And then it, it's a it's a double a double thing. But you you're able to identify these things, figure out what gives you energy and balance, right? But it's a learning process and it's nothing that we can do on like a one day thing or a one week thing, but it's about acknowledging what gives you energy, acknowledging what you need to work on, right? And just embracing the journey of going and trying to grow each and every day. Uh, I felt like to do that, you need to use a tool of introspection, right? You need to be able to reflect on your experiences to even say, wait, on this day, I felt good. And on this day, I didn't feel good. And what was the difference between those days? Can I reflect on what I did those days through introspection to identify what were the triggers or what was the mental state framework that I had that resulted in that feeling? Um, But in order to do that, you need to be present, for those experiences to even be able to remember that that's what you did those days and then two you need introspection to be able to look back from this objective place and look at the experiences for what they were and recognize the difference so that you can have this shift and it's interesting because that is literally what i've been doing in my meditation practice lately is this idea of like working on cultivating my attention so that I can be more present and more focused to what I'm experiencing so that I can use the power of introspection to getting to gain deeper insight into the nature of reality or the nature of my experience. And I feel like it's interesting because like a lot of the time, like when people talk about meditation and stuff, like they're using these words right through language to convey these ideas that mean different things to different people, depending on what you've learned about the topic. And so like sometimes like I sort of struggle with trying to articulate these ideas 
because I know that my understanding of the subject does not mean that other people are going to hear the word and understand what I understand when I say meditation. And the interesting thing about that is that a lot of people think that meditation is this idea. You sit down in a room, you close your eyes and you meditate, you know, on nothingness or the breath. And like, that's a meditator. And to some degree, there are times where you need to do that. Yes. But going into nature and like just being able to observe your mental state and be like, okay, in the beginning of this hike, I wasn't feeling so good. By the time we reached the top, I actually really loved it. I was really amazed. I was so proud of myself. This was fantastic. And then I made it all the way down and I didn't die. You know, like it was great. You know, like I actually didn't hate life. You register that and then it makes you wonder like, hmm, that's a new feeling. That's a new experience. We did that. We did that. I did that. And it's like a shift of like, oh, I can do this for myself. I can do that. I can create that state for myself through my mind, through my experiences. And like for a lot of people, hiking is the thing that gives them that aha moment, which I feel like that's definitely your way of, you know, being mindful and living in the moment is really through this like really direct experience with nature. Whereas for me, like I like sitting in my room you know, with my eyes closed, trying to go within, you know, but there's like a balance of both, like being able to have that um, and seeing it from different angles, I think helps people because I think leaders know best, like what is the best way to convey a message to a person because you really understand that person, you understand where they're coming from. So you know what language to use to trigger the awareness in their own mind because you have observed them. You understand their characteristics because you understand what makes you human. And through that awareness, then you can try and nudge them towards growth, towards seeing for themselves their own power, which is like so freaking amazing, you know, so amazing. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is. It's it's a, a beautiful thing to be able to just be in tune with nature and uh, maybe have an understanding of things that you can share with other people, right? But then that's also having the enough humility to to be able to grow from other people right it goes back to knowing what what people use to motivate them or or what makes them tick right like we can we can help you know help ourselves look inside of of our we can look inside of ourselves by using other people's experiences right and sharing our experiences with each, with each other um to gain more insight and understanding on on what just being a human is because regardless of whether we want to believe it or not we're a lot more similar than we think. And we have a lot of similar experiences and beliefs that we just don't share because we're we're nervous or we're scared. We're scared of overcoming our own obstacles, right? A lot of times, like, we're in our own way. And if you can acknowledge that and if you can share those struggles with people and share your outlets or, or you know, like, things like that, life becomes easier because you, you have a support system. You have a general understanding for humans and and you can go a lot further and i know that sounds crazy right it's probably like cliche like oh just talk to each other no like it's it's really an energy thing right and and it's something that you can feel and you could be aware of and you can you can grow with right and you can show other people and the more people you you help you get helped and i don't know it's a crazy crazy thing but the world is beautiful no it really it really does like i think taking that first step into being vulnerable in like really sharing your struggles as a person i know like i struggle with that a lot and like that's been one of the things that i've really been pushing myself out of of like asking for help 
sharing where, you know, where I'm stuck, even if it doesn't make sense to me, just being like comfortable enough in myself to just say it, ask for the help. And you realize that the universe shows up for you when you do that, you know, when you don't hold it back. Because I think like a lot of the time when we're like holding something back that we really want to say, like you feel it physically, you know, when you're like, oh, I want to say, I want to ask that question. I want to, I want to talk to that person. I want to, but then you don't like you feel that resistance inside you and you're training your body with that. You know what I mean? But like when you're like, you know what? Yes, I'm nervous. Yes, it's scary. I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to take a deep breath and I'm going to do it anyways. I'm going to raise my hand, even though like class is over. I'm going to ask that question because I need that validation for myself of like, I need to know, even if it seems silly, I want to ask it because I clearly, you know, want to better understand this thing. I need help in this area. Um, You realize you get it. You literally get it. But, you know, I realize a lot of the time, like, with especially leadership and management, like a lot of time we're looking for permission externally from ourselves to live the life that we want, to chase the opportunities that make our hearts sing. Like we want someone to give us permission to live the life that we know we should live. And But really the thing is you, you are the thing that needs to give yourself permission. You don't need to ask for permission. You need to give it to yourself. You know what I mean? And I mean, sometimes it's great to have a leader that tells you, you need to give yourself that permission. I cannot give it to you. Like you are the one, it's your life. You know, you are, you are your life's creator at the end of the day. A lot of the time people end up waiting, you know, waiting for someone to give them that push when really it was within them the whole time, you know, but like, it's like we look externally sometimes, but I think a good leader can recognize when someone's stuck in that and then give them the nudge to be like, hey, give yourself permission. It's going to be okay. It's just about giving people an outlet, right? Giving them a, a way to align their skills and their beliefs with, with a, a more powerful mission. Like going, going back to what you said earlier, like we're all like a tribe, right? And and like we talk about this this turnover in in these companies and in these industries and so the people that last like they are a tribe they want to work together they want to help each other you know and so finding those people giving them an outlet giving them you know hope that that there are there are positions there are there are opportunities dang that's crazy uh there are opportunities in the world there there's things for you to do and move forward and and do better with whatever right and do better what is that that's whatever you make that out to be Whatever you want to align with, whatever your belief systems are, I'm going to help you with that. I'm going, no matter that, if that's with this company, outside of this company, in a whole nother planet, you let me know what you need help with, and we're going to help you fulfill that, right? But it has to be a win-win relationship to where you have to be able to fulfill your, at least your goals and your responsibilities here, and we will go to above and beyond for you, right? And, and man, it's... It's crazy because it's a lot deeper than than anything you can ever talk about, right? Because it's it's about human interaction. And when you think about like communication, right? It's only a small percentage of of what really goes on in the day to day, right? And and showing people with all of your actions that you really care about about humankind and like the human interaction that you have, that speaks so much louder than and anything you can, you know, superficially, superficially do or say for any person, because we all know, right? We know how to pick up on it, whether your your mind, you know, 
uh, is able to put that into words, like you feel it. You feel it in your heart that somebody is not being genuine, that they're trying to, you know, proceed with an agenda that has nothing to do with you, right? Like some people are trying to use you and some people genuinely care about you as a human. And you can feel the difference a hundred percent. It's, you know, it's funny when you, you mentioned that human, you know, interaction, it's like, you know, like when we like be walking around and you'll go up to strangers and you tell them, I love you. <laughs> like, I swear to God, guys, like this man will be in the grocery store, man in our business. William will go up to a stranger, be like, I love you and walk away. And like most of the time, like people's reactions are always like, confusion at first and then it settles in like he was like i love you and then they're like oh thank you like like it's like so like cute to see people like warm up you know like when someone says something so trivial you know that i feel like everybody deserves to hear i love you like i mean who doesn't deserve to hear that you know but it's like that human interaction of like this point to point connection that i'm consciousness your consciousness i see you i feel you you are here you exist as well in this space with me right now and I'm sharing that love that allows all of us to be here. And I think a lot of the time, like, we forget that, you know, like, we get caught up in, like, this story of self of, like, I have to do this and this is who I am and these are my beliefs and this is my ethnicity and this is how I have to act and this is my gender and these are the things that I have to do because this is what people told me, you know, like, ever since I freaking got here. Um that it becomes so overwhelming that you forget that at the end of the day, it's like, I'm consciousness, you're consciousness, I see you, I hear you. Yeah, let's have a good time. Let's have fun in this world that only exists because we are here to see it. Let's have fun with that. Let's enjoy that. Let's protect that. Let's fight for that. But no, we want to work and we want to suffer and we want to isolate ourselves and we don't want to be true because like it's scary. But it's like when you break through those challenges because someone puts out their hand and they're like, here, I'm here for you. I will support you. I got you, bro. People open up. And when people open up, like you see things that you wouldn't have otherwise seen. And then things flow because there's no longer that resistance. You know what I mean? And then when things flow, like amazing freaking things happen. When people just flow together in synchronicity, like the unity of human nature is beautiful. When it's cultivated to do what it's supposed to do, which is just to be, to exist, to enjoy, to experience, to heal. But it takes us like taking that step of those that have seen the light to put their hand down to guide those that haven't. And that's leadership, fundamentally. That is like this archaic story, you know, of like God and Jesus. Like there's this like these archetypes of patterns of narratives that play out through our civilization, through our consciousness. And it's like, it plays out all the time in so many different environments and spaces. But do you have the awareness to recognize that you are in that role? And what the responsibility is of what can happen when you have that awareness of being, of recognizing you are a leader, a creator, you know what I mean? And what can happen when you just flow from a place of like love of being, you know, like it sounds hella cheesy, I know. But it's like when you see it, when you see it happen, like it's like, I don't know, to me, there's like no greater thing when you see it happen 
And I feel like you see it happen all the time because you're like stuck in this one building with people for hours on end. Like you see it happen, I think more beautifully than maybe in a lot of other areas. And I don't know, like, like when people work together in unity, what happens? It's like incredible. Yeah, I mean, we, we've all been part of those experiences on, on some level, right? Like some kind of team or competition, whether that be sports or, you know, um, drama or if you're in what, whatever you're in, right? You've been in, in certain teams or settings where you've had to work with people. And when you when you nail it, when you get it right, right, when you've been working so hard to, to get something and you execute it, it feels good. It gives you that energy that we're talking about, right? Um but you have to figure out how to make that sustainable again because, yeah, what if you get that one time and then you, you can't figure out how to do it again because you're arguing with your team. You don't understand. There's, you know, stupid things that we argue about as humans or that we let get in the way of us just being happy, right, of us just being and, and being peaceful like that. And that's why it's important to, again, understand people and know how to push them and, and create relationships that you can get pushed back because as a leader you're always going to have bad days just like anybody else but giving yourself a, a framework to take feedback and criticism from those who care about you because you care about them right and then being able to take that and grow from that as well because you know it's it's not about yes you are in a position of power yes you you know but it's not about taking advantage of that. It's about using that for the for the greater good of the people, right? And having humility and saying, yes, I am in a leadership spot. But that's only to help you and I get to where we need to go together. Are there books that you've read or, like, things that, yeah, you've come across as of late that have just been great resources? Because I know that we were listening to that one audiobook together that was smacking. I forget what it's called. But like, you know, like, are there other sort of books and stuff that you would recommend for folks that like are interested in cultivating leadership or like just empathy and just like building more of that like inner human? Um, yeah, through like other alternate me alternate methods other than like meditation, of course. Yeah, so a couple books that really helped me out. Uh, one was How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Uh, that was a really good book. And The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen R. Covey. That one was uh, amazing, too. And that's one of those books where you want to go back and read over and over again. Because as you grow and you learn and you go back and look at the book, you know, it, you're going to get uh, different pieces of, of meaning to you, different pieces of value based on what you may be dealing with or what you have learned, right? Those experiences that you've had. Uh, so definitely read that one. And then uh, thanks to one of my managers, the uh, Chop Wood, Carry Water book. Uh, I, forget, I forget the author, but if, if you look it up, it's, uh, it'll come up right on Google. It's a short read, um, but it is, it's very influential, very powerful book. Those are the, the few that I would say that uh, really helped me out and that encourage people to read. And I guess, like, you know, as we wrap up, do you have any sort of, like, tips for new managers that are kind of, like, you know, this is the first time I'm leading a team. Like, I just don't really know. Like, I'm young. I'm still learning. And maybe I'm, you know, struggling with imposter syndrome. Like, I have these people that are way older than me that are, you know, looking up to me to give them goals. But I'm, you know, new to this thing. I'm just trying to figure it out. Uh, yeah. Do you have any guidance for folks? If you feel like you, you don't know something, you maybe you don't know. So ask people what you don't know. Ask your team. And, and just have humility and show them that you're willing to learn and you're willing to fight for people, right? It's not about the, the ego. 
It's about just learning who you're working with and growing, working beside them. And as long as you come with with genuine intentions to, to grow with people, people will have your back no matter what. And yes, there's gonna be people that are devious, that, that don't wanna help, that are gonna fall off, but, but that's okay, because that, that's life, right? But as long as you align, you know, align your mission and your dream with positive intentions, everything else will follow.